I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's Fred and Angie's The Tangent, giving you all the we couldn't talk about on air. All right, guys, welcome to the... Uh, well, that didn't go well. We'll start over again. Uh, why are you laughing at me? I don't know what's going on with me today. Guys, welcome to the Tangent. Uh, it's our uncensored off-air podcast. Please like and subscribe to this thing. Yeah. So we can see if anyone's paying attention and then we'll keep doing it if people like it and subscribe. Uh, also, Angie had a good idea. If there's anything in particular that you want us to talk about in the, our off-air podcast, then you can send it to us, fredangie.com. And on the... Uh, what? In the on air off air, it just sounded funny. Wait, in man. on the look prepositions. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood today. I'm just not. I'm sorry, I'm just I not. won't try you. Today. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's something in the atmosphere or the planets aren't properly aligned or what. I'm just I'm just not talking I'm, is hard. No, today it's just not. It's not coming together. But it's all right. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, side note, I texted Angie last night about this. For any of our our, our listeners who watch Married at First Sight. I love Married um, at First Sight. The Boston season, the one where the dude, I don't remember these people's names, the dude was dating the flight attendant. I gotta pull it back up. And they, uh, he was like beefy guy, quit his job to marry this chick. You know, if you haven't seen the show, it's exactly what it says, Married at First Sight. Like, they they meet someone at the altar, marry them, and they're together for eight weeks, I think it is, and at the end decide whether they're going to stay together or get a divorce because they're legally married, and then there are these these quote-unquote experts that consult them along the way, you know, coach them through relationship problems or whatever, but they live together, they're married, they, they do the whole thing. Well, John and Molly are jo- the couple that you're talking John about. John and Molly from Boston, this was like two seasons ago, I think, because, yeah, I think it was... Or, or was a lot- good looking, she was like blonde. Flight I think attendant. It was, yeah, and he was a good looking guy, but... But she was really cold with him and he would get really pissed about it because she told him that her and her friend grabbed some rando guy at a bar for a threesome. And he's and like, yet well, she wouldn't sleep with yeah. him. He's like, you guys will bang dudes, randos, and you won't even sleep with me and I'm your husband. Like she was really cold physically with him. It wasn't going well. And and she she wasn't the, the greatest to him on the show, at least. But the interesting thing is one of the experts is this pretty blonde woman. Um, Dr. Psych- Jessica. Psychologist. And she was really, really, really hard on this girl. At one point, the they had a they had a 
duel where she called her a liar. Yeah. And, and really That's like right. had Very it out. Very confrontational. Yeah, like really was hard on her. Like she's Tur- supposed to be a therapist and she was railing on this Which woman. maybe she deserved it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that she was being authentic. I watched the show. I, didn't, I wasn't certain that she was being authentic on the show. But nonetheless, I was like, why is it? I mean, she's really getting in on this girl. Now we find out in a link that someone sent me yesterday that Dr. Jessica and this guy, John, yeah. are dating. <laughs> so here's the so thing. The therapist had the hots for her client, so, basically. On this show. So I wrote to a buddy of mine who was on the show in a successful marriage, Anthony, and I was like, dude, um, you know, you met- are were they on the same season? No, uh, it was a different this okay. that was the Chicago season. This oh, was yeah, the one yeah, after yeah, Boston. Yeah. But I was like, you know, you know this Jessica lady, I think, or you've Dr. met her, Jessica. I think, whatever. Um I mean, how would you feel about this? Because to me, I would have to then go back and wonder, was she manipulating that situation uh-huh. to break them up so that she could have him? Mm. You know, because oh, was she feeling these feelings back then for this guy? And so she, I mean, I, I, how I, often do you think that really, really happens with therapists? Like if you're a couples therapist, how, how often does your bias come into play? Not necessarily where you wind up with one of them, but where you just flat out don't want to see them together, so you you sort of steer that. I mean, it's, it's unethical, but I would have to wonder, you know, and, and Anthony's response... Do you ever end up with your therapist? Well, maybe. And Anthony's response to me was, you know, I think most of that happened after the fact, but still, yeah, well, okay, I don't think it happened at the time, but I do have to wonder now... But people are going to connect the dots exactly. that are fans of the show because... She was so hard on that girl. And I didn't even think about that until you said it, and then I was thinking back about that one time where she was like, you're a liar, and I'm like, whoa, right. you're a therapist, you should go a little like... Be a little bit more objective in this situation. Well, but. but I think therapists will push people. Like I don't know that I know. I don't know that I think her behavior was unethical at the time. But then looking now, hindsight See, being twenty twenty, everybody's going to think that there was some shenanigans going yeah, you on. You got to wonder: Were you doing all that because um, because you wanted him? Ultimately, anyway, uh, for those who if, well, you, maybe his wife was pulling three ways with the other dudes. Anyway, I since, have no idea. Since she was down with that. I, I actually met that woman. I met her with Anthony, and because she's friends with um, with his wife from the show, and um, I she you got her in a three way. Uh, I did. Hey. I did. I certainly did. I mean, no, I didn't. She was why not you nice. Save all the good stuff for after. She uh, <laughs> she was not nice to me. She was about as cold in person as she was on, on the, the show. show. She was very resentful of me for walking up to her. I didn't know she was going to be there, and I walk up to the group, and I'm like, "Look at who it is! It's the girl from Married at First Sight." And she didn't like that. And I and 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 the whole rest of the night she was mean to me. And I'm going, That's "Dude, weird. you were on television. What did you expect, people? right?" Uh, was I not supposed to bring that up because you didn't have a good experience? Be like, thankful that's, somebody watched your show. You, yeah, I don't. It was weird. You it know, was they're a, all going to be on like spinoffs now, right? Uh, so I know, there's like there an are, island one. There's a series of spinoffs. Yeah, I know. Like because they're doing a, basically like a Bachelor in Paradise, but they're doing it with all the rejects from like yeah. 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, like all those shows. Which to me is orgasmic. There I cannot go. wait. <laughs> I saw a preview for the island one. Where I was like, oh my God, I have another show. This I don't is going to be amazing. I don't think my interest spans that far. I, I Did think, you do 90 Day Fiance? No. I oh don't, my I don't. God. Paulina, you do. I do. I love it. And I don't, I don't know why I torture myself with Married at First Sight you, because it's really boring. It, 90 Days is better You than would married. love it way better. It's so good. You're going to ask yourself so many questions. <laughs> it's all people who are dating online somebody out of the country. So... It's Americans that are dating somebody like on this season. There's somebody in Africa um, that's dating this total redneck woman in the South, and you my know, favorite. <laughs> there's a guy that's dating a woman in Colombia. Like yep. so, then they all go 
to that country to meet them for the first time and in see person. How it works. Uh, and then they usually get engaged and bring the person back to the U.S. on a 90-day fiancé visa. And if they don't get married, they go back to where they came from. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right. And everybody just, like, all the Americans are like, they just won't be in America because America's the freaking greatest. America, America. America. That green card. And everybody's like, it ain't, it's not <laughs> whatever. It, it's so good. You would love that show. You really sold it, Ange. Yeah, you would love it. <laughs> yeah. The, the accent is really what you yeah, for me. I, I can't wait to go home and set my there's DVR. This, there's one girl, Angela. Which one's she? She's the, the bigger one that's dating oh, the guy from Africa. From Africa. She, she's dating a dude in, where is it? Kent? No. Nigeria. Nigeria. And her her daughter's like, what do you think they're going to have to eat over there? You're going to have to eat possum because you hate possum. I know you don't like. And I'm like, wow, they actually think that people in Nigeria eat possum. Not only that, but you have a taste for possum or not, <laughs> meaning you've no. eaten it. I don't think they eat possum because I don't think there are possum over there. So that would be the re- that would be yeah. one reason why. But of course, uh, yeah. but like I mean, the fact that she has everyone knows in Nigeria they eat tigers and lions and bears. Oh my! <laughs> Everybody knows that. But, but, you know, no, people are obviously very close minded and ridiculous. And then she brought her Nigerian boyfriend a whole bunch of MAGA stuff. She like a Trump like a whole <laughs> oh Trump outfit. My God. Okay. And he's like this black dude in Nigeria. Okay. And, okay. Like, he's walking around in head to toe Trump. No, it's like, it's like no. getting the Super Bowl loser stuff oh, the next yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's exactly yes. what it was like. New England Patriots. I'm like, she doesn't even know. Like, wow. I'm like, I don't think he understands yeah. what he's walking no. around in. Yeah, you need a full explanation before before oh you put that God. stuff on. Yeah. He's like, I love Just Trump. Talk. Trump, great businessman. I'm like, oh, no. How, um, you suggested, Kaylin, that we talk about the times that we've been uh, arrested or detained. How did you get to that? It was just sort of... Because people were asking, we mentioned we didn't really get to it. We mentioned that one of us had been arrested one time, and then uh, our listeners wanted to know everybody's prison stories. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know Rufio. You've like you've actually been to jail. Yes. Uh What happened? Um. So back in my day, I used to you know drive fast, race cars, and stuff like that, and I got arrested for. I got, I, got, I got pulled over for for Tokyo for for uh, Arlington Heights drift. I was uh, I was actually <laughs> racing down. Uh, it's, it's it's called the El General Hair Expressway. My favorite story. I used to I used to I was racing in my car. I was racing motorcycles down the highway. Oh, that's so dangerous. And, um, oh, wow. bomb. Oh, and, that's so dangerous, um, honey. I was doing one fifty five in a fifty five, and the guy clocked me at like one thirty five, and then so I got like. <laughs> Um, arrested, like through paperwork, not like physically arrested. Is that like a felony at that point when you're driving? Yeah, I think that's felony. Yeah, I so think like, it is. Um, so you're felonious. Well, that's the second. Well, that's, that's actually sexy. the second time. There's there's another time where I tried to evade a cop, but then he pulled me over. And oh, oh my damn. god, yeah, you're like um, prison bay. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, so like I, I ended up going to court. I ended up getting uh ten days of swap sheriff's work alternative program where it's like community service where you have to go. And do whatever. So I went to it, and I did two days in a row. And I was like, "All right, uh, I got to go back to work." And they're like, "No, you have to do ten days straight." And I was like, "Well, I can't because I have a job." And they're right. like, "We don't care if you don't come back. Like, if you miss one day, don't come back." So I was like, "I missed the day and never went back." And then <laughs> I had court, and then they're like, um, "It's like you didn't finish." So I was like, "Yeah, but I have a job." They're like, "We don't care." So they're just like, "Detain him. Take him. <gasps> take him to take him to to Cook County Prison to Twenty Sixth and Cali." For the remainder, Whoa. for the remaining eight days, so wow. so I got put on the bus, put the shackles on my on my ankles. Wow. Yeah. 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 
And I waited Legend. like I waited. Were you was, somebody's bitch? No. <laughs> Please so tell like, my words. Wow. So, so I was hoping this story was about to get really gritty. Right. <laughs> no. So you treated like, your TP right. What's that? Yeah. So like, um, I ended up like you go, you get detained at the courthouse, and you wait for everyone else to whatever their court day. So I was there all day, and then we took the bus down to 26 in Cali. They put me in a holding cell <laughs> with everybody. I'm talking like maximum, minimum, and and like oh, medium boy. security people, and you're just sitting there. Did you have to turn. like blow somebody for a phone call no, in prison? No, so you, so you, <laughs> or like honey buns. So you get checked <laughs> or, in, you know what I'm saying? And would you admit to it if you did? Yeah. <laughs> so you get checked in, you know, you get put into the system and everything, and Whoa. then like I was put into minimum security prison. Did you have to poop in front of another guy? No. So like, oh. uh, you get your you get your scrubs, which are you know the DOC scrubs, which are brown, not wow. orange. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it was like it was like a big. Uh, bunkhouse, so like there's cots everywhere. So like we weren't in cells. I was just in minimum security. So it's like a big oh. room. Did you have like, like a, a big titty girl poster on the wall? No, or anything? <laughs> no, no, no. All so these like, cliche things didn't happen, yeah. Angie. Okay, so, so just knock it off. So you get there, and then like there's a he phone there. He didn't punch anybody in the face when he first <laughs> Did walked you in. Did to the nation of Islam? <laughs> no. So there's None a there's a phone there. So you make your phone call when you get there, and then you you know like they have the you're getting a Who'd call, you call from the I call my. I called my parents and told them I wasn't gonna be home for like eight days. I was like, maybe like what'd you 20, say? I, I, I you why, know, why are you not coming home for eight days? I just said I didn't finish my whatever. They knew like I got like whatever oh. the ticket. So stuff. you you stay there the whole time? Yeah, I had to. And then I was like, yeah, come get me in. Eight. I was like, come get me in eight days. And then no so way. Like, so like every morning you would uh, you serve time. You'd wake up. You'd go down to the mess hall to get breakfast, and then you go back upstairs. You never went outside. Did you ever get any fights? No. And then you just sit in your cot. But then, like, at lunchtime, they would feed you, like, bologna sandwiches. And then I would trade those bologna sandwiches for toilet paper and toothpaste because, like, I'm not going to have someone put money into my account when I'm just there for eight days. Yeah, right. So, like, these dudes are, like, stacking, like, bologna sandwiches under their cots. Like, they eat it, like, three days later. Like, that's freaking disgusting. Oh, that is gross. Yeah. But it got me, like, toilet paper and tissue and then... There's dudes that just play dominoes, and there's a TV, and then, uh, yeah, then I just ate, just wow. was there for eight days, and, and then, then they just say, "Hey, Rufio," and yeah. then you said, "Yeah," You're and out. you walked out. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you shower? Yeah. The, that's a that's the first thing they make you do is they like that was like the bunk rules. Did they go in like, your booty hole? No. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah they you, look. Yeah, they, they look. look. In your booty uh-huh. hole? Yeah, they and look. And they did the the the. Did they the, find the, anything? The Q-tip in the in the pee hole <laughs> test. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, uh-huh. To yeah. test you for diseases and stuff they like that. They don't do that anymore, I don't think, because but that hurts so badly. Yeah. Oh my and then, god. Uh, the, the the booty hole test was like this long hallway and then like everybody <laughs> Your booty hole was a long no. hallway. <laughs> like everyone the and, and then the guys is like, "All right, everyone drop your pants and sp- spread your cheeks." And then he just would go down with the flashlight. What a job. Oh, he didn't put his hands up in no, there. No, 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 no. What a job. Yeah. No, oh, who draws just, the short stick on they, that like, one? You know, they take your shoelaces, obviously, and then they take all your belongings. And yeah, I was, wow. there, for, was there for eight days at 26 and Kelly. And um, Did you start chipping away at the wall underneath no. your titty poster no. to try to escape? And, <laughs> and he did. And he would cover, meet your friend on an island somewhere? And then he would cover somewhere. it up with the Pamela Anderson yeah. poster? Yeah. I learned how to yeah, play you. dominoes. And, uh I really didn't understand spades. A lot of guys played spades. I didn't really understand it. I'd, I'd watch them play. Does anybody else like have a story time. anywhere close to that? <laughs> no. Yeah. I was detained, but I for, it was for a few hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Kaylin. Did but you get arrested? Yours was on accident. So yeah, I think I, that's funnier. My, mine was just stolen identity, which is like, 
the legit when I say it wasn't me, I'm the like only person like it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was on my way to work and somebody had stole my identity and went on this whole crime spree, stole a car, like all this stuff. So I got pulled over and of course they thought it was me. And I got the mug shot, the fingerprints. I was on my way into work. I was on the radio. I was doing the morning show. And so obviously I'm super late for work at this point. They call my boyfriend and they're like, and he's like, no, she left at her normal time. Everybody thinks I'm dead. So they're nervous. So my one (laughs) phone call, I called the radio station, assuming they would just spread the word to my boyfriend and whoever. They picked up the phone on the hotline, meaning we were live on the air. And they're like, you're either in the hospital or in prison. Which one is it? And I said, I'm in jail. And they thought it was really funny, and they're like, "Rattle your cup on the bars." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, it's not like that." I'm in a hold, but I was in a holding tank with like ladies of the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and they were pooping just like because there's like one toilet. And what do you do though? I guess I mean, yeah, it was disgusting, and I like, but it took forever to get my record expunged and for that because wow. I kept getting pulled over mm-hmm. until they caught that girl who was you know had my ID so I kept getting in trouble I didn't get arrested again but it took forever and I still have a mugshot out there it's not cute I have like blonde frosted highlights yeah, I can't my find hair. my mugshot I, I've looked on all those websites I can't find my it. Husband that's probably too. a good thing my husband keeps mine. it on his phone and like just whips yeah. it out every now and then <laughs> Kaylin what was yours what did you get arrested for mine was wild not as wild as Rufio's but it was a sorority fraternity ski weekend with not a lot of skiing going on okay um, and one guy went missing. We didn't know where he was. He was skiing and never came back. We were all so drunk. We didn't really care at the time. Turns out he had gotten arrested and told the cops where he was. So when the police showed up to these three cabins with all this wildness going on, they realized how many underage people were there drinking. Okay. Oh. I hid in the wall because I thought that was genius. How did you hide in the wall? There was like a crawl space or something. Oh. I, w- I thought I was like for sure the smartest one there. They found me in there. Um, I tried everything. I tried to blow to the side of the breathalyzer. I told them I was <laughs> in school to be a nurse. Like I tried everything. You got a minor consumption? Yeah, MIP. But usually you just get a ticket. Well, they were state troopers. So handcuffed, taken <gasps> to jail with all That's my friends. so extreme. Yeah, wow. so extreme. We were in there from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning. Even when I blew zeros, they wouldn't let me leave. And it's a really small town. We filled up the whole jail. There was only one woman there who had a DUI who we didn't know. But uh, my What's your parents say? Oh, my mom was not happy. But she No, because now her daughter got arrested. Yeah, you know? but uh, my friend pulled her... They wouldn't let her go to the bathroom to change her. Oh. And she pulled it out, <gasps> threw it at the cop. Oh. What? Are you Went kidding? down in all the like newspaper history of the town because it was really? a small town. Like we like tore this town that apart. It's disgusting. disgusting. Why would she do that? She was wasted. She got I think she got a fel- some crazy chart. Like she oh, she was in a separate God. cell. Two of my friends were in separate cells for being real bad. Ugh. I well, was, it almost made me throw assault. up. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, did oh. she go? To, did she have to stay longer for that? Um, she stayed longer in the town. Yeah, she couldn't go back to uh, school with the rest oh of us. Oh my god, it was really bad. I was, but I was so drunk. I was doing push-ups because I was like, "This is what you do when you're in jail." And, <laughs> yeah. and it was like She's making hooch. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to do everything that you know you do when you go to jail. And then our court date was on St. Patty's Day, which a bunch of college kids, you know, on St. Patty's Day, we did our court date. 
We went our out lawyer got bought us alcohol. We went back to school. The first party I went to, the cops came, and I literally, I've never run so fast oh in my, my life. Oh, my God. You're like, no, no, <laughs> wow. no, we're not doing this again. Yeah, right. but there was art- articles about it. Like, I was in the newspaper. It was just because this little ski town had never seen such a thing. My God. Paulina, <laughs> do you have Turn one? Turn that town upside down. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, it's not I as crazy. I do. Where did that come from? I do. I do. Joff has one, too. I wish he was here. I know. What's your story? So mine's not as crazy, but like when we were 16, 17, we used to go to a lot of house parties, right? So I'd sneak out the basement door because my mom didn't want me out past, what, 12 or something? But oh, no, no, not I. I would even take her car. Uh, I was not good. Anyway, so then I would go pick up my friends and we would go to these house parties and they'd always get raided at some point, maybe like 3 a.m. to sometimes sooner because someone called the cops, right? Or it's too loud. So it gets raided. Everybody already knows the drill. Everyone leaves. Well, this particular house party, every, they had everybody stay inside and they started oh. confiscating like the booze and the DJ oh. equipment, everything. So, of course, like I had weed on me, but it was for a friend. I was holding it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You're right. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It's right. It wasn't for me. I was driving. Right. I don't, no, this isn't I mine. No, it's not mine. Because people always give their drugs yeah. to somebody else yeah. to yeah. hold. Hey, can you hold yeah, this yeah. for They're me? Because I, I don't or, want it or anything. Like, yeah. the cops show up, it's like, here, can you hold this for me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. So, so you, anyway, yeah. you got busted for weed? I did. And then they took a bunch of us in. Um, How old were you? I was 17. Oh, what did European mama say about that one? Oh, she left me overnight. Of course. She did not yeah. let me. Uh, she didn't pick me up. She told everyone to leave me there. My, my mom would have done the same. My grandma from Poland was in town. And oh. She oh. I, I bet that was worse. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? Ooh. She cried because she, she didn't know what was going on because my two of my <laughs> friends are Hispanic and they went to tell my mom, right? And they, my grandma was at the door, and my grandma and them couldn't Aww. communicate. So my grandma's like giving them money and and Aww. crying and being all like. But when I got home, I got my ass whooped. But at the time, uh, yeah. grandma was so uh, concerned. That's so sad. It is sad. I, mean, I disappointed her, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't even want to tell my story. Please tell your do story. It. It's the best Yours one. is the most hardened, <laughs> like cri- criminal. I can't believe like ridiculous. shocking like it's it. story. It's, it's shocking. It's a ridiculous story. My- tell us. So I was I 16, I think 17 maybe, and we, we got a bunch of beer, and we went to a public park in Scottsdale, Arizona to drink the beer, and I was the driver, and my deal with my parents was always, if you're going to drink, you can't drive. If you're going to drink, even if you did drive, then call us, and we won't penalize you if you're not an idiot and drive drunk, right? So like that was the deal. So that particular night, I was driving, and I wasn't drinking, and so we go to this park, and we're drinking beer, and all of a sudden, these two cops roll up on my car, and all of my friends run, but it's my car, you know, so I went up to the car, and I wasn't drunk. And you probably think you're okay, because you're like, well, I'm not even drinking. I so, hadn't drank anything. Yeah, so why would I be in trouble? So I walk up to the car, and these guys are like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're hanging out. And they walk over to where we all were, and at this point, they're pissed because everybody ran, so they're calling other cops, and they're going to send cops around to search the park and the whole thing, and they obviously have nothing else to do. And they're like, well, you, you were drinking. I'm like, well, I wasn't drinking. I'm completely sober. Uh, I'm driving. And the guy's like, well, sit here. So he rounds up some of the other ones. He found them in, I don't know, like the kid's <laughs> slide or wherever they were trying to hide or whatever. And, um, and, and so he detains us all. And he gets all of our phone numbers. And he called my, uh, in my parents and said, I got your kid here. What do you want me to do with him? And they were like, well, what did he do? And they're like, well, there's beer here. Like, well, was he drinking it? They're like, no, we don't think he was drinking it. He's sober. He said he was driving, and so we can let him go. And my parents are like, no, let him sit there. And so they sit made me sit there for an hour. In jail. 
I wasn't in jail. We were on a basketball court in a oh. park. Oh, I thought they brought you in. No, they stood there and they detained it and they put us eat, like each in a different quadrant of the basketball court and they made Ooh. us sit there. And then so each you were on timeout. And then each of our parents had to come pick us up. And uh, and some of the kids were drunk and their parents were like, get in, whatever. No repercussion, nothing. My parents show up, put me in the car, ground me for six weeks. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. But I didn't. You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't drink. And they were like, I don't care. This is embarrassing. We had to come pick you up from cops. Like, you never, you know, you're grounded for six weeks. Wow. I didn't even do anything. I was responsible. I was the only one. Yeah. Wow. So from that point on, you just drank? Yeah, I just drove around drunk all the time. I was like, hammered. <laughs> no, you didn't. I was just completely hammered. No. <laughs> but I, I'm bitter about that to, these, to this day. I'm like, you guys, I did what you said. I was, I'm bitter for you. I'm the only I'm just, one that wasn't drinking. I'm just picturing you and your drunk friends on a timeout on a basketball That's court. what happened. <laughs> and they were like, well, you shouldn't have been you know, in the park with alcohol. I'm like, well. I, wasn't mine. Well, yeah, right. Wasn't it? Anyway, that that was Rufio had a real story. Mine's like stupid. Yeah. No, I've no done one, yours. I've done some dumb things. No one looked at my booty hole at all. <laughs> Nothing. No, it's so this, funny that you have never tried like a drug or anything yeah. or smoked a cigarette, but mm-hmm. you're but like you've spent eight days racing. in jail. Hey, Everyone has their vice. Do you get into a car still <laughs> like, to this day and get like wood? You're like, I'm going to just punch it and start <laughs> no, racing again. because like Jess calls me, like I drive like super normal now. Like Because he thinks about those bologna sandwiches yeah. that are three <laughs> days old under the mattress. Can you eat bologna sandwiches? Uh, I haven't had a bologna sandwich in a long time. Since no. prison? Oh I got yeah. PB&J. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's um, a nut allergy rule at I prisons I do miss driving now. stick shift. <laughs> I miss driving stick shift. I haven't driven a stick shift car in like six years, so... <laughs> So maybe, anyone listening wants maybe, to maybe borrow me their uh, stick shift car. Borrow it to you? Yeah. No, no, let's not do that. We need you to come to work for the next eight days. Uh, all right, so if you like our podcast, The Tangent, then uh, like and subscribe. And if you have any ideas for stuff you want us to talk about, any questions you have, any stuff we can talk about off the air or whatever, uh, you can hit us up at fredangie.com. Until next time. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. 
And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.